The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay. Hi, everybody. This is Ron Miller, back with you again for another um, ACB Communities meeting with Vispero, and right now with me. And this is going to be a an information, I mean, Okay, I say an information-filled webinar, but we always have information for you. But this one's packed pretty full, just so you know. So you need to buckle up and be ready to to go. And I'm going to we're going to talk about two subjects, um, or yeah, well, two subjects. One is about flash messages and customizing flash messages. We're going to actually go through Setting Center and look at those, and then we're going to talk about status cells, or if you're from other parts of the world that speak English differently than me, status cells. So status, status, whichever you prefer. You know, you say tomato, I say petunia. Um, however you want to say it, we're going to talk about status or status cells, customizing those, uh, how to make them disappear. For those of you, uh, especially with smaller Braille displays who have wanted to have them go away, we're going to talk about that. For those of you who want them demystify, what is in, what is in those cells? Why is there a, a line of dots underneath the numbers? Uh, how do you make them show your clock time? We're going to talk about all of that. So we are, some of this we've touched on before, uh, like showing the, the time in your status cells. We've talked about it. We haven't touched on flash messages in long enough that I don't remember us doing them. Maybe we never have <laughs> here on ACB Community. I'm not sure. But we're going to talk about those two things. So here we go. So the first thing I'm going to do is talk about flash messages. I like flash messages. That's that's my two cents worth, okay? And what they are is short announcements that appear on your Braille display, and they only show up for a few seconds. I believe it's five seconds by default, and then they go away. They turn to vapor. In fact, back when we were designing these way back in the dark ages, when I was a product manager with, with Freedom Scientific, we originally called them vapor messages, which was a holdover term I learned from an even earlier time when I was a travel agent. And uh, they called them vapor messages. And I said, well, we better not call them that because, you know, I don't know if there's any intellectual <laughs> rights to that term or something. So flash messages became what they are because they flash up onto your Braille display and they go away. These announce a number of different things, depending on the verbosity set. Uh, they will announce application start messages. So you might see um, document one word or something like that when word kicks off. Um, they will display error messages, help balloons, JAWS messages, smart help messages, status information, and user requested information. So you might want to know, insert T for the screen title. You might ask it, what's the time? Those kind of things. Uh, so they will they will show up and then they'll disappear after a short time. That's why they're flash messages. They flash on for a moment and then they go away. Now, you can also, and we'll see how, you can also dismiss them um, by pressing a cursor router button. So if you have your flash messages set to show up for five or 10 seconds or something, and, and I've had people do that because they say, look, I can't read Braille that fast and these messages go away before I can finish them. So sometimes that long setting, that long hang time on these um, they're good for a lot of things. And then sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Go away. Let me read. But you can tap a cursor router button and make those go away. Or 
if that message, you need to look at it, maybe it's one that fills up your whole display and you have to pan and then you want to read it. Or if you just need to read it, you can press a panning button. And if you catch it before that flash message disappears, it will hold that on your display longer. So let's look at how to customize these flash messages. We want to make them uh, uh, behave the way you want to. And as I said earlier, you make those, those changes in setting center. Now we talked about setting center last week and we've talked about it in the past. Let's look at how we do that. The first thing I'm going to do is turn speech on so you can hear it. Full speech. There we go. To invoke JAWS setting center, to make it show up, you press insert, press and hold insert and tap number row six, not the six on the number pad, but the six that's above the QWERTY keys, right? So hold insert, press numbers row six and release. Zoom software JAWS settings center dialog. Search box edit. Control plus E. If you were with me last week, you'll remember we talked about how uh, there are different configuration files for different applications so that JAWS knows how to act uh, when certain applications are open. Uh, maybe they need, we needed to script them to make them more accessible, more user-friendly with a screen reader. And so we've actually got a configuration file. You heard it say Zoom. So Zoom actually has its own configuration file. Word does, PowerPoint does, uh, a lot of different applications do so that JAWS knows how to read those files for us and how to give us information in Braille as we navigate around the application and use the application. But if we want to, to make settings to JAWS, sorry, if we want to change the settings in JAWS, we want to make changes to the settings in Settings Center, and we want those settings to apply in all applications and on the desktop and everywhere uh, within Windows, then we must invoke the default application file, okay? Because I don't want these changes just to take effect in Zoom. I want them to take effect everywhere. And some of these things that we're going to look at, look at some of these things we're going to look at can't even be set or changed unless you're in the default uh, settings file. The way to invoke the default settings file, it's pretty easy. You just press Control Shift D like default. Control Shift D. JAWS Settings Center Default All Applications. And it tells us Settings Center Default All Applications. So this is uh, this makes changes globally in all applications. Now we're in an edit field, and it's a search box. So. If I wanted to find something specific, for example, we talked several weeks back about showing the clock on your status cells. And I said, we can start typing the word clock, C-L-O-C-K, into this edit search field. And JAWS will attempt to find what we are typing in. So I type in clock and it starts to show me the settings that apply to the word clock. So that's one way to find things. We're not going to do that now because we want to look at all of the uh, the settings that apply to in, in our first instance to the um, uh, to flash messages. So I'm going to tab once to move to the tree view. That's in the pane that's on screen here. Tree view level zero user closed one of twenty six. Okay, and you can visualize a tree view, sort of like half a tree. Okay, you've got the root and, and trunk of the tree going up and down on the side ish sort of the side of the screen and branches um, coming off of that trunk it doesn't come off on both sides you know <laughs> this analogy doesn't stand up on all four legs 
um, but it's it's applicable. The tree view means that there's there's a, a vertical column and there's branches or nodes, some programmers like to call them, um, as you arrow up and down. And sometimes these nodes have either settings inside of them or they have sub-branches. For example, the Braille branch has a bunch of other sub-branches within it, other nodes within the major Braille node, right? So it's like a, a parent and daughter branches or on a tree, big fat branches and the little ones that grow off of it. You open a branch by pressing right arrow, move through it using up or down arrow, depending on where you are. And again, if you hit a sub-branch, it'll say closed. You press right arrow to open it. But the first thing I want to do, we're not going to arrow down through this entire tree. I'm going to press the letter B to move us to the Braille branch. Braille. Closed. Notice it said closed. So I'm going to press right arrow to open the Braille branch. Braille. Open. Seven items. So there's seven things in the Braille branch. They are sub-branches. I'm going to press the letter F to go to the flash messages sub-branch, the branch within the branch. Level one. Flash messages. Closed. Okay, once four again, of seven. Oops, I'm Braille. sorry. That's so we know there's four, four sub-branches, sorry, in the Braille branch. And um, that is currently closed. The flash messages branch is closed. So we're going to explore that. Let's press right arrow to open it. Flash messages. Open. Five items. So there's five items in the flash messages sub-branch. Let's press arrow down. We're going to start looking, looking at these. Ready? Level two. Enable flash messages checked. One of five, flash messages braille. So this is pretty straightforward. It's a checkbox. You notice that mine said it was checked and that enables or disables flash messages. If you don't want those matches, sorry, if you don't want those messages showing up on your braille display at all, you don't want them to be there. You just want to be able to look at whatever text is being displayed or whatever content's being displayed. Maybe you're going to rely on speech to give you those messages, you know, for whatever reason you don't want them there. You can press space. Space, not checked. And it'll uncheck it, and that will disable flash messages. You can tab to apply or tab to OK. Again, we talked about that last week in other contexts. And um, that will make that change. And again, we have the default configurations folder invoked, so it'll make it across all applications, all screens, and everything. Now, by default, this is checked. And I like flash messages. I do find them useful because I do use this computer with speech turned off. So let's let's re-enable it, please. Space. Checked. So it's checked. Okay. Let's arrow down. Flash message timeout. 2,000 milliseconds. So this is the control that, that controls how long uh, the flash message stays on my Braille display. Okay. By default, it's 5,000 milliseconds. 1,000 milliseconds equals one second. Okay. We're measuring in thousandths of a second. So 2,000 milliseconds, I have my message showing up for two seconds and then going away. Now, there's a couple of ways to change this setting, okay? The simplest one, though, in my opinion, kind of a tedious one, is you can press the space bar. Space, 3,000 milliseconds. Space, 4,000 milliseconds. Space, 5,000 milliseconds. Five of 15. The problem, if the, the problem is there's 15 settings that you're going to go through. So for me, since since 5,000 milliseconds is the default, and I want 2,000 milliseconds, if I keep pressing space to, to increase that number, I'm going to be pressing space a, a, quite a few times. So if you would like uh, a faster way to set this, remember I said you've got uh, several panes. One of them shows the tree view. Let's go into the dialog pane that in this instance will let us control the number of milliseconds this 
timeout delay is set for, and we can do it using the up and down arrow keys. All you have to do is press F6. Flash messages page. Flash message timeout. Combo box. 5,000 milliseconds. 5 of 15. Alt plus T. Now, this is great because I can press up or down arrow keys. This is a combo box now. So default is 5,000 milliseconds. I want 2,000. I just press up arrow. 4,000, 3,000, 2,000 milliseconds. Two of 15. That's much faster than pressing uh, uh, space, 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 space to get where I finally want to get by wrapping all the way around from 5,000 up through the top and around to 2,000. But let me show you one more thing. I'm going to arrow down. 1,000 milliseconds. And again, what? That's as low as it goes as 1,000 milliseconds. So one second. Let's go look at the other extreme. Two, three, four, five thousand milliseconds. I'm going to five of fifteen. Sorry, I'm going to do this kind of quickly. Six, seventh, eighth, ninth, one zero 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 milliseconds. <laughs> Ten of fifteen. We talked about number processing last Thursday. Remember, uh, I should set this to whole numbers, and it would have said ten thousand, but I didn't do that. One five zero zero two zero 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 to five zero zero three zero zero manually clear only. Fifteen oh. of fifteen. Okay, so. You get to 10,000, and then it starts moving in increments of five, 15,000, 20,000, and then 25,000, 30,000 milliseconds. That's a long time. That means that message hangs there. What would that be? Three minutes? Finally, you get to manually clear only. That means that flash message will stay on the display. You can read it at your leisure. And then when you're done, you tap a cursor router button, and it dismisses that flash message doesn't move your cursor, okay? JAWS is smart enough to know that if a flash message is on screen and the manual, it's, it's set to clear manually, tapping a cursor router clears it and lets you look at your content again, okay? So if you don't want it to disappear, just you can arrow all the way down through or you could press spacebar until you get here. You'll be on manual or clear only. Well, let me make a quick trip back down to 2,000 milliseconds, okay? 1,000, 2,000 milliseconds. There we go. 15. And to get back to the tree view, all I do is press F6. Tree view. Flash message timeout. 2,000 milliseconds. 205. Okay. Let's press down arrow. Enable message prefixes not checked. Now, I don't have these checked. Message prefixes, um, they are, if, if you've got status cells, if they're not being used, you've got status cells turned off, message prefixes will show up. Um, and these give you information that lets you distinguish between flash messages and text on screen in case there's some level of confusion. Um, if, if you have your status cells enabled, then these message prefixes, uh, they'll show up. They'll indicate your flash messages. So if you disable them, they go away, and again, it's a checkbox. Um, so you can you can make them go away. We're going to talk a little bit more about them. Okay, mine are disabled. I'll press space. Space checked. That enables flash messages. Just so you know, the flash message. It's a little kind of an abbreviation that shows up to the left of the message text. It shows up in that space where the status cells are. If your Braille displays driver supports status cells. Okay, let's down arrow. Verbosity level intermediate. Now, this is another place where you can make a selection by pressing spacebar, or you could press F6 and you have... Flash messages page. Verbosity level intermediate radio button checked. Two of three. You have radio buttons. Okay. 
Radio buttons are set if you want to use them by using up or down arrow. You notice it says it's checked. Radio buttons are different than checkboxes. Don't let this fool you, okay? A radio button is, for those of you who remember, they're like the selector buttons on an old car radio. If you're old like me, you go back to the days when we had only AM radios in our cars, and um, or in this case, my parents' cars. <laughs> I'm not quite that old to have my own car back then. And you could only have one station selected at a time. And you had a row of buttons. You could press a button and select you know, a station. Press another button. You select a different station. So even though it says checked. Intermediate radio button checked two, three. I can't uncheck it. What I can do is press up arrow. Verbosity level beginner. Highest radio button checked. One of three. So that's Alt plus V. Now the most verbose or beginner is checked. The other two are unchecked. Arrow down. Verbosity level intermediate radio button checked. Two of three. Alt plus V. Intermediate is now checked. Arrow down again. Verbosity level advanced. Lowest radio button checked. Three of three. Alt okay. plus V. I hope you get the idea. You can only have one radio button checked at a time. You can use your up or down arrows and check them if you've pressed F6 to get to the other pane in this dialog where the radio buttons live. Let me press F6 again back to the tree view. Tree view. Verbosity level advanced. Lowest. Four of five. Verbosity level advanced, lowest. And when it says lowest, JAWS means it is the lowest amount of verbosity. JAWS says the least. Now, we looked at the radio buttons. If you don't want to press F6 and leave the tree view, just like these other settings, you can change it by pressing space. Space, beginner, highest, space, intermediate. Two of three. Okay, and that's where I had it. Um, so you select one of these buttons, and it determines how much information JAWS displays in flash messages. Okay, now this is, let me give you an indication of how this changes. Okay, hang on with me. You're going to hear a lot of verbose stuff go by. <laughs> but if beginner is selected, remember we talked about the kinds of flash messages available earlier. If the beginner, I can't say it. If the, one more time, you guys ready? If beginner mode or beginner verbosity is selected for flash messages, um, you will see application start messages, error messages, help balloons, JAWS messages, smart help messages, status information, and user requested information. That's the whole bunch of them. If you check intermediate verbosity, so it's less verbose, you only get error messages, help balloons, JAWS messages, status information, and user requested information. So you notice some of those are not shown. If you select advanced, so the least verbose uh, state or mode, you see flash messages for error messages, help balloons, status information, and user requested information. The reason we do this, and we do this for speech output as well, there's a, there's a totally different setting for that. Maybe we'll visit that in a, in a future um, webinar. We do that because as you become more and more familiar with using JAWS in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the applications, that you frequent or that you use a lot for work, for play, for, for school. Some of these messages are going to pop and you're going to know that they're going to pop and you don't need to see them anymore and they slow you down and maybe they annoy you after a while. So you're going to change the verbosity level for these. Now, remember, you don't have to do the default settings or default configuration. Maybe you want to change verbosity uh, of your flash message messages Maybe you want to change the verbosity of flash messages just in one application, maybe in Word, maybe in Excel or PowerPoint or something, 
where you don't want to know as much of these uh, messages. You don't want to see as much as many of these messages uh, popping on your display. So you can, again, invoke the correction. You can invoke the configuration file for your specific application. Uh, again, you use your up and down arrows uh, to select these as we've seen, or you can use the space bar to select. Let's go down arrow. Configure verbosity levels closed. Now, here's another sub-branch within this Flash Messages branch. Let's press right arrow. Configure verbosity levels open. So three opened. items. So we've opened it. Sorry for talking over him. And I'll press down arrow. Level three. Beginner. One of three. Configure verbosity levels Flash Messages Braille. So we can configure what messages are shown in the beginning, intermediate, and advanced verbosity settings. Okay, there are, there are buttons to set your preferences. You will press spacebar to open one of these dialogues. So let me say current line. Beginner. One of three. Configure verbosity levels flash messages braille. Okay, so we're looking at the beginner configuration. And when we originally arrowed to it, dot, uh, Jaws said beginner dot dot dot. So we know there's a dialogue waiting for us if we invoke this. Don't press enter. Normally, I know that you, you have a choice on a button. You can press enter or space, and it will invoke the button. You can't do that here. If you press enter here, uh, you'll be taken out of JAWS Setting Center. You must follow the, uh, the, the standard interface and, and say, okay, it's a button. I need to press space. Okay. So when you, when you, when you do that, the dialogue will open, okay, to customize each of the verbosity levels. Um, when you're done setting your preferences, you'll press escape, and that brings you back to the tree view. Now, I kind of alluded to this a moment ago. These items that are here for your flash messages, they're based on what you get in spoken messages. or They're based on speech output, and they're just thrown onto the Braille display. This is handy if, like me, you use your computer with speech turned off a lot. It's, it's very, very valuable for our users that are deafblind, and they need to see these flash messages. There's no other way for them to get this status update. And the output, again, includes the same things we've talked about, the, the application start messages, okay? Um, sorry. <clears throat> the application start messages, error messages, uh, help balloons, JAWS messages, smart help messages again, and status information, and then um, tool tips can also show up, tutor messages, um, and, of course, your user request information. So you can, you can select these, and I'll show you that. We're going to invoke this. Ready? We're going to look at, um, just because I'm parked on it, we're going to go to beginner. Space. Beginner preferences dialog. Items to be brailled. List box application start message app checked. One of 12. Alt plus I. So we've got 12 of these things. Items to be brailled, and we are on checkboxes. Application start messages is already checked. I'll press down arrow. Error message error checked. Help balloon BLN checked. Three of 12. Ah, do you hear help balloon BLN? Help message HLP checked. So, Four of 12. Oops, I'm sorry. So there is a prefix. We talked about message prefixes that show up to the left of the text of the flash message. Remember we talked about that a minute ago? That is to let you know if you want to know what kind of message is being displayed. So if it's a help message, HLP, if it's a, a, a balloon, BLN, error message, ERR. There are these three-letter message uh, prefixes. Let's arrow down. JAWS message JM checked. JAWS Five message. Five of 12. Sorry, I keep talking over him. 
Jaws message, JM. There's only two letters there. Mouse echo me checked. Six of 12. ME for mouse echo. I'm not going to go through all these, but you get the idea. There's a prefix to the left of the text. You can go, oh, that's a, a mouse echo message. That's a balloon, a help balloon that's that's shown. Um, those kind of things. To me, just to me, that prefix takes up space. That's why there's a checkbox that says message prefixes, and it's you can check it or uncheck it. I leave it unchecked. I, I really don't need to to know that it's a help message or a, a message balloon or whatever. Um, it just takes up more cells. But that's just my opinion. There are people who want that feedback. They want that information. So I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just telling you you have that choice. Okay. So I'm not going to go down through this whole shopping list of these. Um, as we heard, there's 12 of them. That's quite a bit. <laughs> so it, it shows what could be brailled. And it shows um, the prefixes for these, okay? What that prefix would look like to help you distinguish. Remember, when we're done setting our preferences in any of these three dialogues, you just press escape. Escape, tree view, beginner. One of three. And remember, these are checkboxes. They're not radio buttons. So you can check more than one as you move up and down that list using the up and down arrow keys. Check or uncheck with a space bar. Let's arrow down past these. Intermediate. Advanced. Level one structured mode. And that's it. So those are the tools at hand for you to be able to turn flash messages on and off and then to customize them in a number of different ways. Okay. So let's talk about status cells next. If your display has status cells, depending on the Braille display you own or that you're using, you may have a very a varying number of cells, braille cells available to be used as status cells. So let's talk about what's being displayed when you see those status cells. You've, you've probably noticed if you have status cells active, um, you see uh, various numbers and letters. You might, you know, 1214V, <laughs> those kinds of things. Um, or, you know, some digits and P. If you're on the desktop, you might see DSKLV, okay? So you'll see a control type, those kinds of things. So if you've got five cells available to you, the, the, your first cells, um, the first through the third cell, so the first three cells, show the horizontal position you are, you are located on screen, the pixel location, if, if you're using an on-screen cursor. Okay, so maybe you're in, in Microsoft Word, you know, you're, you're somewhere where you're editing text. You're using the PC cursor, maybe the JAWS cursor. Um, and it will show you where you are by pixel number from left to right. So your horizontal placement on the screen. Okay. If you're using the virtual cursor or the speech output uh, index number, if you're using speech output mode, then you get a line number what line from top to bottom on the screen is your location. You don't get a, a horizontal indicator. That's the first three cells. If you've got a five cell display, you with me? The fourth cell, if you have a five cell uh, status cell area on your display, indicates the active cursor. So if the PC cursor is active, you're going to see the letter P to the right of those first three digits. If you have the virtual cursor, V, right? JAWS cursor, J. And this is pretty easy. You figured this out, I'm sure. Um, invisible cursor is I. Braille cursor is indicated with B. And that's in the fourth cell 
if you've got five active status cells. The fifth cell indicates the active Braille mode. Remember, you can set Braille output to several different Braille modes. We've got line mode, structured mode, speech output mode, and uh, attributes mode. So line mode, that fifth cell, fifth, uh, farthest to the right, would show L for line, S for structured, X for speech output, or I for attributes mode. Okay. If you only have four status cells, you're saying, I don't see all that. You get the same basic information, but JAWS doesn't show the active Braille mode. So you'll get your, your position, either your horizontal position across the screen, your pixel location, um, or if you're in, you know, as we said, the virtual mode or speech output mode, you'll get the line number um, and then the active cursor type, uh, but you won't get the Braille mode. If you only have two or three status cells, JAWS only shows you the active cursor. So, right, so PC, virtual, okay, JAWS, and the active mode. So you'll get the, the cursor type with a letter and you'll get uh, the active mode. So as we said, S for structured, L for line, et cetera. If you're focused on a control in structured mode, the type of control is dis is displayed um, you know, by default in the status cells. So I, I mentioned if we were in desktop, but if you're on a checkbox inside of a dialog, you'll see CHK over in the status cells or BTN for button that appears in your status cells. By default, that's what happens if you're, if you're actually positioned on a control. Um, if you are, let's say you're browsing the web and you hit a link, so it's a graphic link, and, you know, it's a link that has graphics in it. So it's a, a you have to have multiple control types indicated. Um, you get a combined symbol and that has to fit into the status area of your display. So if you, if you hit that graphic within a link, you'll see I, Remember, it's for image, I-L-N-K, image link, right? Um, if it's part of, you've got a graphic and it's part of heading level one, so you've, you've got text and a graphics at that heading level, you'll see I-H-1, I-H-2, I-H-3, of course. So you'll get uh, combined uh, indicators in the status cells, okay? If dots seven and eight um, are up, on all cells of your uh, status area, uh, then if you're in if you're in structured mode, um, that means the entire line is displayed. So you're feeling dot seven and eight down below um, on the status cells group. Um, dot seven and eight indicate uh, if they're all up then the whole line is on your display. If you pan back, you're going to move to the previous line. If you pan forward, you'll move to the next line. If text is shown only on one side of that display, then dots seven and eight will be raised on the set of cells for that side, and they'll be down for the other. So if you can, if there's, if there's more line of text to be pan on the right, then dots seven and eight on the last status cells will be down. So you know you can pan further. If there's two or more full lines of text to be shown on the display to the right, so you could pan to the right, then dot seven and eight of the last two status cells will be shown. Okay. So you get some indication uh, of what what would happen if you pan. Are you moving to a new line? Is there one more Braille display length worth of, of Braille text? Are there two more Braille display lengths of text to actually read through 
to pan through on the on-screen line of text. Because remember, on-screen, a line can be hundreds of characters, more than your Braille display is going to show. <laughs> Even if you've got an 80 cell or uh, there were a few 120 cell displays made in the past don't know if they're still out there, but even with a, a big, long Braille display, you, you're not going to be able to encompass what's on the actual screen. So you get some tactile indication of what would happen if you pan. Are you moving to a new line? Is there more text to pan through? Okay. Blinking dot seven uh, and a blinking dot eight, of course, indicate the position of the cursor. That's where your flashing cursor is. If you've got highlight enabled and you've got text selection, we talked about that before, um, because you need to have an underlining showing highlighting, uh, I believe it's dot eight will blink. And I bet I've got that backwards. It's either dot seven or dot eight. You'll feel one blinking cell uh, when both when both uh, dot seven and eight need to be raised. You'll see, sorry, one blinking dot. Okay. Now, the settings to customize the status cells are found in the advanced branch of the Braille tree. I'm going to shift left. I'm going to do left arrow rather. Level zero. Braille. Open. Seven items. Braille is open. We've stepped out of flash messages. I'm going to press A. Level three. Advanced. Three of three. Configure verbosity levels flash messages Braille. So advanced. I'm going to press right arrow. Let's go down one. Level one. Structured mode. Closed. Five of seven. Where's my advanced? Advanced. Closed. There's my advanced branch. Press right arrow. Advanced. Open. Three items. And we'll down arrow. Level two. Placement of status cells none. One of three. Advanced Braille. So for those of you who don't want status cells, for those of you who don't want status cells, take note. Here we go. All you have to do, and we've we've seen this, this user interface before, you can press spacebar. By default, your status cells are at the left end of your display. If you've got a 14 cell display, an 18 cell, a 20 cell display, uh, maybe even a 32 or 40 cell display or an 80 cell display, you're just saying, I don't want to use those five, four, three cells for status. I want text in there. I mean, five cells is a whole word, especially if it's contracted braille. That's almost two whole words, right? Um, if it's one cell word signs, it is two whole words. So you can press space. Space, left. One of three. Space, right. Two of three. Space, none. Three of three. Okay, that'll get you through there. Or as before, you can press F6. Advanced page. Placement of status cells none radio button checked. Three of three. Alt plus P. And they are radio buttons. What does that mean? Do you all remember? Yes, you're yelling at your computers and you're muted. You're saying, yeah, yeah, we know. Only one of these can be selected, even if it says checked. So you'd use the up or down arrow keys. In my case, I've got none, three of three. I would have to press up arrow to change it. Okay. And F6. Tree view. Placement of status cells none. One of three. To get back to our tree view. Okay. Let's press down arrow. Dot firmness 100. Now dot firmness, that only applies on a few displays. I'm not going to get into that here. Let's press down arrow. Grade to translator Liblaus 325. And that's that's it. That's our grade two translator. And we move to um, other things. Now, finally. Um, the last one, and we've looked at this recently, so I won't get too deeply into it, but you can have the clock time displayed instead of um, cursor position, cursor type, active cursor, braille mode. Uh, that that can be 
uh, you can substitute your, your time, which is what I do with this all the time. Level one. Display clock time in status cells. Closed. Seven of seven. I Braille. Press, I press down arrow. And this is the last branch, seven of seven, in the Braille branch or the last sub branch. Okay, let's press right arrow to open this. Display clock time in status cells. Open. Three items. Three items in the sub branch. Let's press down arrow. Level two. Show time in status cells checked. One of three. Display clock slash time in status cells Braille. Okay, now I think this is pretty straightforward. And what this means is time from the system clock is shown in those status cells, wherever you put them, left or right. They show up there, mine are sitting to the left. And you can configure how this time is shown. You've got a lot of flexibility. Have you noticed this? With both flash messages and status cells, you can do a lot of this stuff. This is cleared by default. This is not invoked by default. So you have to come down into the tree view and the sub branch and the sub sub branch. <laughs> and um, actually it's just a sub branch of Braille and, and set this. So you can only, okay, this is what I alluded to earlier. You guys ready? You can only set this from within the default configuration. You can only set this from within default configuration. You cannot set it for a specific application. So if you want to set this up, when you open up JAWS Setting Center by pressing insert and the numbers row six, you must, must, must press control shift D to invoke the default configuration settings and then you can make this. So if, if you forget and it says, I don't know, Zoom configuration, Word, Microsoft Word configuration, any of those, you're gonna come looking for this and it won't be there because it's just not available except for within from within default settings. Okay, now you saw there's a, uh, a checkbox here. You can also toggle this on and on. on. <laughs> you can also toggle this on and off by pressing insert plus shift plus F12. Remember, insert F12 is the command that makes JAWS speak the time and show it in a flash. flash. Try this again. Insert F12 is the command to make JAWS speak the time and also to show it in braille in a flash message so that's insert f12 if you want to toggle the clock display on your status cells on your braille display it's insert shift f12 insert shift f12 that's a toggle if you're using a focus braille display and you don't want to take your hands off the display to toggle that you can also press left shift plus right shift plus dots one two three of course that's the letter l so left shift plus right shift and dots one, two, three, and that's on your focus braille display. So you have access to that. Okay. Okay. Left shift, right shift, jaws one, two, three. Show time and status cells off. So I just press that. Let me do it again. Show time and status cells on. So you see it's a toggle. Let's arrow down. 24 hour format checked. You can choose how JAWS displays the time. You can choose between 24-hour format. Europeans use it. All our military guys use it. Some of our ham radio and other communications folks use it. So if you're comfortable saying, um, I'll see you at 1930, uh, or let's, let's connect at 1930, or you know whatever, that squirrel crossed my path at 1930, that's good. You have access to 24-hour time. If you'd rather say uh, that squirrel crossed my path at 7.30 p.m., 
then you would use 12-hour time. Now, I like 24-hour time. My clock on my Braille display right this minute says it's 1540. I know we're coming up to the end of what we're doing together. Um, if I wanted to change that, I would press spacebar. Space, not checked. And it would say 2.40 p.m. But I do like it in 24-hour time. Space, checked. So I'm going to leave it checked. <laughs> so that is 24-hour time. You can check that and uncheck it, and it will show you that time format. Okay? Um, that's an easy change, right? So let's arrow down. Time format, show hours and minutes. Okay, show hours and minutes. Well, you're thinking, of course, I want to show hours and minutes. But what's my other option? Okay, and right now I am showing hours and minutes. My clock says 1540, and in less than a minute, it's going to say 1541, right? There it goes, just now. We changed the minute. But let us say that instead of seeing hours and minutes, I want to know where I'm located in the hour. You got guys like Larry Gassman and John and other people that are, are big time webcasters and stuff. And people may be working in the, the broadcast industry or other places where uh, they, yes, they may need to know generally what time it is, but really, truly, they need to know when in the hour they are located. Okay. And I'll explain further. So if I press space, space, Show minutes and seconds. Two of two. Show minutes and seconds. So this isn't invoked on my display. Let's let's do that. Let's press tab. Read only edit. Choose the time format to show in the status cells of your Braille display. Available options are hours and minutes or minutes and seconds. The default time. And it, if I press down arrow. Format is hours and minutes. This option can be configured for specific applications. And that's an interesting thing to note. We're going to talk about that in a second. So um, I, I use this to take an opportunity to just parenthetically let you know that when you are in setting center, if you haven't seen this before, when you're focused on a control or a setting, if you press tab one time, you reach uh, some static text that gives you a brief explanation of the control, how to manipulate it, and what the default is. And that's true of all of these things that we've looked at. I haven't bothered to take a peek at those all the time. But since I'm on my way to the Apply button, you get to see the static text. Let's press Tab one more time. Apply button. Alt plus A. Now, if I was done, if I'd made all my settings and I was finished, I would Tab one more time and press Spacebar on OK. That would save my changes and implement them. It would also take me out of JAWS Setting Center. And I don't want to leave JAWS Setting Center, but I do want to apply the change I've made. And uh, I want to remain in JAWS Setting Center. So I can press Apply or press Space on the Apply button. Space. Tree View. Time format show minutes and seconds. Three of three. And I'm now kicked back to show minutes and seconds, which is the control we were applying. And that change has been made. So now, instead of seeing 1543 on my display, where the clock is showing. I see 4329, 4330, 31, 32. So I see the minute. We're at 43rd minute of the hour and the seconds ticking by. So if I'm doing something that is time critical, I need to know, as I said, when I am in the hour, since you can't be where in an hour, you're when in an hour, right? It's time. I can see when I am and I can watch those minutes tick by. It's almost 44 after the hour. 
And it will let me keep track of when I am, what my position in time is within the constraints or confines of the hour that I'm trying to work through uh, and watch myself. So it is uh, a, a very useful feature. So you can see time either in hours and minutes or minutes and seconds, depending on how you need to use this display and use the system clock. Okay. Um, we don't have the option for hours, minutes, and seconds. That would be um, six different digits plus some sort of a separator. Right now, we don't bother with that. Uh, we are just taking those four digits, and I just have to know the first two digits are either hours or minutes, and the next two digits are minutes or seconds. When I'm looking at this in minutes and seconds, it's very obvious. Uh, it's very obvious which is which, because of course the seconds, those last two digits keep changing every second. So I can. Uh, even I can figure out what I'm looking at. So that's the two formats you can see the system clock time in the uh, uh, in the status cells. Okay. Now the other thing you need to know is when you have your clock time set, if you tap a cursor router above any of these status cells, uh, they change, and you will see the alternate, what's normally in the status cell. So if you're in a document, you'd see your cursor position, you know, given by the, the pixel number left to right, right? You'll see what the active cursor is. If you're on a control, you'll see that. So if I tap the cursor router over my clock display, which says 4540, it now says TV, just for a moment saying I'm looking at a tree view. Actually, it's two seconds, because remember, that's what I've got my timeout set for. So tap it, it says TV. If I was in a list view, it would say LV. If I was on the desktop, it would be DSKLV, desktop list view. If I'm somewhere on the internet or in an email or in a PDF document or something where I have links, it might say LNK, the stuff we've talked about before, right? So you can invoke your status information um, as your flash message, okay? Um, the, the, the stuff that would show up, sorry, you would invoke your status information not as a flash message, my error. Um, I should not read and talk at the same time, right? You invoke the information that would normally be in the status cells by pressing the cursor router over that time display, and, and it shows up as a flash message for whatever timeout time you set. Okay, so that's looking at time. Oh, and by default, if you do set up the... Um, your status cells to show the system clock. The default is uh, hours and minutes. And I think it's 20, uh, I'm sorry, I think it's 12 hours and you've got to go make the change to do 12, uh, to do 24 hours. Okay. The last thing I want to mention, and Jaws actually mentioned it for us, is remember you can only set system time to show in the status cells from within the default, from within the, within the default file right so it's global but once you've got your clock settings set up to show the time on or in your status cells you can determine the uh, time format from application to application so um, i don't know let us say you're you're using some sort of a uh, webcast or maybe within zoom or something maybe there are some instances where you want to see minutes and seconds at other times, maybe when you're just doing editing in Word or you're working in PowerPoint or whatever, uh, you want to see uh, hours and minutes. You want to know that it's uh, 
you know, 3.47 in the afternoon. However, PowerPoint makes me think of something kind of interesting. And I may actually go do this. It just occurred to me because I'm a slow thinker. If I'm in PowerPoint and I have to do a presentation and I've got 30 minutes, 15 minutes, 45 minutes for this whole PowerPoint presentation, for example, um, I'm, I'm taking classes right now. We've talked about that before a little bit. And I have a group assignment coming up and we have to present a PowerPoint presentation as our group. And we have 15 minutes max to do it. It might be really handy that I configure the clock uh, output to show as uh, minutes and seconds so that when I launch PowerPoint, it switches from uh, you know your regular clock view, hours and minutes, to a minutes and seconds view, and I can watch those 15 minutes tick by. <laughs> so that might be a kind of a cool application for the minutes and seconds. So having said all of that, let's take some questions as we come up to the top of the hour. Anybody, anything? Well, you know, within what we've talked about today. So far, no raised hands. Okay, they're as overwhelmed. As soon as I say that, though, that they'll come up. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. They're either over or underwhelmed. So questions, questions. Oh, now we have one. Okay. Myrna, you may unmute. I supposedly, hopefully, I'm unmuted. <laughs> yes. oh, hey, it's been I a while. Hey, it's been a while. So, Ron, interesting. I just saw something which which is something I've never, I don't know why I've never seen it before. When you're on a tree view mm -hmm. and there's a little hint that you get on the Braille display, I'm using a focus right now, yeah. and I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be every Braille display. Uh -huh. You see a little plus sign, and yes. that tells you that, hey, you're you're at the closed branch and you can open it. So that's, you know, so that's a good little hint. And the other thing, I wish we could get rid of this because you get more real estate. Even if you have that clock on the, you know, instead of your status cell, you still see like TV for tree view. And if you're at the zero level, you'll see tree view zero or tree view one or, you know, whatever. And you just can't get rid of it. You are right. That I know of. Frame. No, I, I don't know of it either. Fire me a note. You know how to get hold of me. And, and yeah, yeah, sure. I'm going to get rid of you. I'm going to get hold of you for something else anyway. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I either did or didn't do it, depending no, on. No, you're you going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> something we want you to do, Larry and me, probably. You know it's what a, it is now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let me know. It's a great tip that the little plus and minus sign. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't yeah. it. I'm so used to seeing it. But for everybody, when you're when you're in a tree view and you hit a sub branch or a main branch, You'll see a, a Braille plus or a Braille minus, and it's it's a Nimeth plus or a Nimeth minus. It's not the contracted Braille symbol. Yeah. Plus means the branch is closed. There's more to see if you press right arrow. And as soon as you press right arrow and you open that branch, it changes to a minus sign. And I've seen that in some uh, elements on even on the internet now. Sometimes that'll show up if you've got sub you know sub menus within these uh, web pages, and they're kind of hidden until you expand them, press space on them, and they open up. Good tip. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else? Let's see here. No, no more hands. Okay. Well, that's all right, too. Um, we have about nine minutes. Gotcha. See, there's my last note was that uh, how to toggle the status cell time on and off. Yeah, we've got nine minutes. I, I expected because we, we went on such a, a broad couple of topics and we, we've covered a ton of material. Um, I expected more questions at the end, but that's okay if not. Uh, we end a little early because I don't have a song prepared or poetry or anything. <laughs> so I did build in time. I would point everybody toward uh, 
freedomscientific.com slash training. There is a ton, maybe a kiloton of training stuff in there. There's files, there's links to um, our past webinars. There are links to YouTube videos. And for, for those of us that are totally blind, don't say, oh, I don't need YouTube. We describe stuff. We tell you what's happening. So these YouTubes are useful to you. If you're a TVI or a friend of a TVI, we've got whole sections um, that are set up for, for teachers so that uh, you can go in and start because it's tough. I, I've, I'm, I'm taking my MED and vision studies and I'm, I'm learning as I'm talking to other folks. Um, you know, if you don't know this stuff, you've got to learn it and do your day job, do your TVI stuff or your O&M stuff, whatever you're doing. So we've and got speaking of that day job, we got another question. Good. Yeah. Thank you. It's a good break. Uh, go ahead. Well, this is not really related on the topic, but it's related to your presentation. I was noticing that you have two voices going, you know, one with control information and the, the, uh, a different voice for what's in the actual uh, control as text and such. I was wondering, how did you set that up? That's done through the eloquence voices, and you can actually set up um, your, your PC cursor, your JAWS cursor, your, your message voice. They can all be set up with a different voice if you've installed uh, more than one voice and the, the vocalizer voices are really good for that because even just the English speaking voices, I believe there's 26 different English speaking voices, actually 27, including one that I don't like because it's not a, a digital sample. It's an electronic sounding voice. It's the only one I don't like. So there's 27 different English voices available to you with various dialects of English. So there's American English, there's British, Australian West African and Indian English, oh, and Irish and Scottish English. And they, these, the bits uh, called phonemes, the bits of the speech sounds are actually taken from native speakers. So, um, and I won't attempt to do any of these accents because they always sound terrible when I do them, but um, they, they sound very good and very authentic. If you are a speaker of other languages, um, there is, I want to say 75 or something. There's a bunch of other languages available um, with a minimum of one voice and usually three or four different voices to choose from. English, I think, has the broadest range because there's so many flavors of English. Um, but you can set these up so that uh, depending on what, what cursor you're using or if a message is being spoken, if you're using uh, a voice to echo your keyboard, uh, it can be in a different voice. So you can distinguish what you're hearing, what the message is. That's how it's done. Any... Oh. I'm so, oops, let me, let you me get him her. back. I'm sorry. We got another hand. And, um, so. Sorry, Dan, go ahead. Oops, him. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> well, I was going to ask where at in the setting center is that going to be located? Just give me a clue. Yep. Uh, it's not setting center. You would go into, uh, you do control, sorry, you do insert J to open the JAWS window or the menu if you're running from the system tray into option and then into voices. And if you, uh, we did a thing just, was it last week on, on installing vocalizer? That was last week, wasn't it? So listen to last week's ACB community and we talk about those vocalizer voices. All right. Thank you. Sure. And next up, we have Paul. There you go, Paul. Hello, everybody. Uh, 
Ron, I got a couple questions for you. First of all, uh, can you explain to us what's the difference between the different modes? Are structured, line, and speech mode? I never. Sure. I just use structured all the time. But what's the difference? Okay, so structured mode uh, tries to group the most important things um, in in front of you, if you will, on screen. Uh, onto your braille display so you'll see the control type you'll see the text associated with that control type and you'll see the control state so like we talked about check boxes you'll see the little symbol the braille symbol for a uh, a checked or unchecked text box you'll see the text associated with that check box um, and then maybe you'll see the chk on your status cells that indicates checkbox um, if you're in a list view we try and fit in the list information so that you can see what it is if it's a files list, you might see what it is, the file type, the byte count, the size of it, maybe when it was modified if you've got turned on. So structured mode tries to arrange that line of content so that it's most useful and, and the most important things are shown. Uh, line mode literally is, it, um, it's an attempt to see uh, the screen line by line on your Braille display. So it's, it's what you see is what you get. Um, that's a little more difficult now as Microsoft um, makes it harder to just grab screen content like that. But that is that is the goal. You'll see it in documents a lot. You used to be able to see it on the desktop. If you were in line mode and you had the desktop and then maybe behind it um, you, you had a, a window and then a piece of another window kind of showing up, sort of fanned out like you would fan playing cards. So you see the, the card in front and a little bit of the card behind it and a little bit of the card behind that. If you're reading across in line mode, you just see all that text. You can't tell where one ends and one begins. But it, a lot of people felt they were getting a raw, more natural kind of Windows experience by just interpolating it themselves. And um, attributes mode shows you literally the attributes of the text. So you, you place your cursor on some text. You see it. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Um, and let's say some of it's bolded, some of it's highlighted, some of it's in normal text, etc. If you switch to attributes mode, you will see N for normal, B for bolded, uh, H for, well, U for underline, I for italics, different attributes of the text you're looking at. And you'll see, let's say the quick, you'll see N, 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 so T-H-E and then N space. And then Q-U-I-C-K will be B-B-B-B to show it's bolded. If they have multiple attributes, um, the attribute being displayed will rotate and you'll see all of them in succession. Okay, and that's what they the are. Thing, the other thing I want to point out is when you, if you're doing track changes in Word, your status shows, cells show different information. It will because you've got track changes. That's a whole other subject. Go to our yes. webinars. Uh, go to webinars on demand under the training page. And we did a webinar on using track changes. So you can find that there's a bunch of webinars on using Word. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's one of the best. That's probably one of the best webinars that Spiro's ever done. Is the one on track changes. <laughs> yeah, but, but she didn't cover the Braille display part. She did show. She showed you how to do it, but she didn't cover how the Braille display. Hey, fire, so, fire me a note or fire to training. Okay, at vispero.com, and all of us can handle it. Training at vispero.com, and we'll try to give you more info on that. Okay. All right, and we are just about out of time. Absolutely. And thanks, everybody, for showing up and for, for participating, for the great questions and suggestions. And as always, guys, thanks for letting me be a part of the ACB community webcast.